0: Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and this is Matt Explaining. Today on the show, we have somebody who is an expert in something I haven't thought about since I was a little kid, and I'm very excited to talk to them. Expert, can you please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in?
1: Hi, my name is Emmett Montgomery. I am a Seattle-based comedian storyteller, but I am also maybe the... Best uh, adult, like grown-up, not sexy, maker of paper bag puppets.
0: Interesting. Interesting. My understanding of paper bag puppets is that they actually are a very historical (laughs) and, like, historical artistic endeavor that has Hmm. its roots back to the, just after the French Revolution. Uh, Ah, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Napoleon famously would have his hand tucked into his jacket uh, in a lot of his paintings and a lot of the depictions of him. And that was a sign of respect in the French culture, especially in the aristocracy. But sometimes, you know, he didn't have a jacket. And so what he would do is he had effectively a paper bag that slowly became a puppet because he wanted to personalize it. And anytime he didn't have access to his jacket, he would put his hand in there. And that's what how he would show reverence and respect to his generals. And that actually kind of developed over time. He kind of bonded with the puppet, uh, where when he was put onto Elba after he was deposed, he actually started to form a friendship and bond with the puppet because it was one of his greatest... Individuals he could associate with. Like a Wilson. Very similar to a Wilson. A lot of castaway was somewhat based on Napoleon's experience with this puppet. And when Napoleon finally got back into power, he actually started consulting the puppet as one of his generals. He wanted to put him in charge of a regiment. And The puppet actually gave him advice prior to the Battle of Waterloo, also saying that, you know, Napoleon should have used a different strategy. But, you know, Napoleon famously did not listen to his generals, did not listen to his hand puppet. And, you know, Waterloo turned out the way it did. And so I believe modern paper bag puppet started in American school systems somewhat to commemorate Napoleon and his artistic endeavors, but also had a basis in the lack of funding of the public school system in America. So for instance, they would have a lot of field trips and they would do a lot of the paper bag sack lunches, but they overbought the paper bags. And they're like, okay, well, what can we do with these paper bags? We have too many of them. So they're like, well, we have all these craft supplies in this box. Let's start combining these things together Somewhat similar to when I was in elementary school and my teachers started us doing watercolors instead of brushes because they didn't trust us. They would let us use Q-tips instead. So, you know, it's that cost-effective, you know, American school system dynamic that kind of precipitated the paper bag puppets. And I think that, you know, from a, you know, you, you mentioned not doing adult paper bag puppets, the sexy kind, there is a subset of, from my research, there is a subset of sexy paper bag puppets. I don't don't doubt it. I'm sure it's there. It's there. It was, it was a little shocking and jarring, honestly, to see it. But they invest themselves, you know, it's still a creative art form, and they they put the work in and you gotta even if it's not something I'm the most comfortable with. It's like, oh, there's a lot of work, a lot of thought that went into those things. And, you know, I, I respect that aspect of it, even if it's not something that I would necessarily seek out on my own. You know, it's, it's just a fun thing. It's a good it's like, I have extra crafts supplies. What can I do with them? Let's have some fun with it. Let's add some character to this thing that normally would just be used once and maybe keep it around and have a little bit of personality and play a couple, some games with it. Overall, that's mostly what I know about paper bag puppets. How about how much of that do you feel was accurate? You know, Matt, there exists factual truths and then
1: emotional truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we hope is real and i think you covered a lot of that as far as napoleon's uh involvement when it comes to uh a a bloody tyrant uh you know in the the pain of war i think the thought of him carrying a puppet with him would sort of soften that and also a cautionary tale as um, if he would have only listened to that inner voice, what would have happened? Absolutely, um, the world would be very different. I don't different. know if it's true. I I hope it's true. Um, but my relationship uh, to the paper bag puppet is different than Napoleon's. Uh, okay. I I I would say um, my first love was was puppetry. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember not being excited as a kid uh who had some limitations some learning learning disabilities a speech impediment some motor skill issues and also just maybe not growing up in the most kind of environment this idea of channeling uh imagination into something both magical but like tactile and real was always mm-hmm. appealing in fact i wanted to be a ventriloquist uh growing up interesting but because of my uh speech you can't quite hear my stutter it shows up sometimes but i really had some difficulty i had, was an intense speech therapy and sometimes uh my hands don't work uh that didn't stop me they don't work the way they're supposed to that that didn't stop me from uh being the weird kid who drew drew but to this day if somebody watches me draw there is um, uh, you know, every once in a while on a hole will let me know that I am holding the pencil wrong, but you know, it's working for me. So, uh, find your own joy. I remember being extremely frustrated on not being able in kindergarten. One of my first memories from school is not being able to get the scissors and crayons to work the way I wanted in, in, in these beautiful Paperback puppets, which were, uh, you know, based on the alphabet. Uh, Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot them until I moved to Washington uh, from Utah, and uh, this is where you hit on some truth. Where my mother sent me a giant, inexplicable gift package uh, full of things she thought I need needed, including Mm -hmm. uh, about three hundred paperbacks. There was also a colander some other other stuff uh and you know i was moving in with an adult woman we had a bunch of this stuff i'm wondering what to do with these paper bags one christmas uh we were we were very poor and i made my girlfriend at the time a paper bag opera remembering uh that and as an adult who had tamed my hands Mm -hmm. uh i was able to actually uh make something kind of special. Uh, I was very lonely uh, in the town I lived in Bellingham. Uh, Mm -hmm. But my only real friend was my girlfriend, uh, which put a lot of strain. And so, and we worked opposite hours and I would find myself getting drunk and making these paper bag puppets in my underwear. When I moved to Seattle, I kept making these and I would sell them at the Art Walk. And a lot of times it was my grocery money And stuff. And I would use watercolor pencil and quality cardstock. And at the end of the day, it was a thing you could put your hand in. And I actually actually had some some art shows and uh, made some 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 great friends. That's Uh, both human friends and the puppets I made. Um, When I found stand up comedy, it the puppets took a, a back burner for a while but I I still still would make them occasionally um, when uh, especially like commissioned for some some gags and sometimes I would incorporate puppets in my variety shows and uh, every other year I would be part of a, a group show
0: but a group show uh, for for puppetry
1: well well or just like an art show I you see. know and I'm not I'm still not a puppeteer I'm a puppet mm. enthusiast okay. who makes these, these very basic puppets which a paper bag puppet of of course it's it's you got these sacks that are actually pretty hardy they're meant to hold apples and tuna sandwiches that you you traditionally have a a, a top a face and upper mouth and then you can do the lower mouth and the body and you 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 have something there's actually a lot of ways Right. But it is a beautiful thing. I got introduced to the concept. There's an art movement called Bread and Puppets that exists in upstate New York, which is a puppets and civil civil rights, political action thing where people go and they spend a summer uh, or, or season or so volunteering and making both bread and puppets. And they use disposable and cheap materials. They use um, paper mache and mm-hmm. the sacks from the grain and they create these these beautiful things and then go to pro uh protests and parade um and it's a oh, concept of trash art you know it's not the value of the materials it's making the thing and and having it and that kind of is, cr- is what i've done yeah, yeah. so like
0: the creative expression of it as opposed to yeah. the necessarily yeah. like what the yeah. inherent value is
1: uh, and it's and, you know, in selling them, some people would be like This a, a child could have made it. But it's like, well, not like this. But still, you know, we'll find, you know, people would would be like, well, why would I pay for this this bag? And it's like you're not paying for the bag. You're not paying for the paper. You're paying for 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 the puppet and right. uh, being able to interact. it It's really when uh, a few things happen. One technology found me. I'm now able to use Uh, my tablet to draw uh, with the stylus. Uh, My wife for work got a color printer. And um, when the pandemic happened, uh, I found myself alone again, isolated. And um, in October of 2020, there was, there's a thing called drawling that happens Mm -hmm. where artists all over the world on Instagram take prompts and then make a thing. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I be a maniac and make a puppet a day? And oh, I ended great. up making 40 puppets. And uh, by this meeting, some great artists online and also finding some, uh, some puppeteers and being able to talk to. I already always was kind of a puppet fanboy, but actually mm-hmm. getting some peermanship from people who do things so wonderful uh things that I love. And um then uh they kind of came back. And so right. it's it's something I can do. The most meaningful thing is I will make puppets of people's dogs. Sometimes oh, that's great they pass away, sometimes like that, but to 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 have something. But um I uh, the last couple puppetobers I made five this year uh, mm-hmm. five puppets this year I made uh eight or so last year and sometimes i will will make make things it has been uh i have been making less puppets but when i do it feels more powerful um because i'm able to kind of wade through my creative blocks uh as you may or may not know it has been uh, a rough couple years both my parents left the planet uh my Chihuahua, who was one of my yeah. muses, is now vibrating on a different frequency. But having those puppets of her I made have been great. And then right. the first puppet I made after my my father's uh, passing was actually an interpretation of Laura Gelton's poem, Two-Headed Calf, uh, oh, which that's is about beautiful tragedy. And you're able to make things using a limited medium. It's pretty... Uh, pretty uh, can be limitless. You Absolutely. know, you think I, this thing, I have one action, I open and close, but that can be a, a door that reveals things. It can be a flapping wing. Um, you don't never, you can hold it upside down and, and have it be a drawbridge, you know, or, or all sorts of things. And it's coming up and I don't really think in color. And so when I'm coloring them, I have to, to have a, a, a journey, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so it's, it is the manifestation of a thing that felt impossible. One of my first memories is not being able to do this thing. And now I can do this thing.
0: That's, um, that's so, and, so beautiful. I absolutely and, love it. And
1: I, I can't verify, but I do believe that I am the best 44 uh, year old chubby ex-Mormon Paper bag puppet maker on the west coast
0: yeah i feel I feel very confident at articulating that to you as well. I think I think <coughs> we can definitely say that. if people wanted to find out more about you or more about paper bag puppets, where could they where could they go to find that information?
1: Oh, I would say my Instagram, which is just Emmett Montgomery, okay. is where you will find my puppets, and also kind of what I'm doing mm-hmm. performance wise. I uh, have been toying with the idea of reawaking my reawakening my patreon and putting a lot of my puppet process and other feelings up there and yeah uh, the puppets are also available at reasonable rates If there's one you really like, I can uh, send you send you the digital file and we can figure that and people can can uh, make them at home, uh, but I'm generally, you know, putting putting nonsense out there. As uh, I said before, I'm mainly a stand-up and storyteller. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, dog mom. But absolutely. what, you know, what are puppets? If anything, it's just a different type of story, a different type of joke, you know? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. mean thank you so much for talking with me today. I feel like I learned a lot. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. My name is Matt Storrs, and this has been Matt Splaining. Goodbye.